2: here we go again if you live in allegheny county which fortunately for me i do not uh you're being punished some very bad people went to bars and they drank and that caused according to the health experts anyway um a spike in the COVID 19 cases Yesterday, when the announcement was made, they said it was 96 cases in one day. What I don't think they did mention is how many of those cases were severe, um, how many of them were asymptomatic, and how many of those people ended up in the hospital or will end up in the hospital. I would think that if they really wanted to inform and scare, and they do want to scare the public about the severity of the disease and uh, you know the need to wear masks, they would make sure that uh, the number of people in the hospital and the number of people who died would be right there at the top of their information. I had trouble finding how many of the new cases ended up in hospitalization, so I I could be wrong about this, but I think the number is four. Uh, That's out of 1.2 million people living in Allegheny County. Of course, no matter what the number of hospitalizations is, uh, it would still be nice to know how many of those were hospitalized uh, with underlying conditions or because of underlying conditions. One of the things they seem to be finding with the virus now, uh, not seem, I think it's definite, they, they, they're finding that um, it's affecting younger people now, and they've known for a long time that young people don't get as dangerously sick as really old people. Last I checked, the median age for people who have died of the virus is 84. So, so um, why are we shutting down bars and restaurants And they are shutting down uh, because I know of at least two people who have shut down because of not being able to serve alcohol. And then one of the other rules that's been put in place is that while you're sitting at a table waiting for your food at a restaurant, you're going to be required to wear a mask. Now, fortunately for me, I can go to restaurants out here in Washington County and not have to put up with that stupidity. And if it happens out here, if they put that rule in out here, I'll go back to getting takeout and you know, eating most of my meals in restaurant parking lots in the car as I did for like two and a half, three months before they uh whatever they did to open it up. Whatever I what are we green now? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just not sitting in a restaurant with a mask on, sorry. And I can't imagine that too many people will be willing to do that, so that's gonna really hurt restaurants. So is all this necessary? Wasn't this supposed to be Uh, All about flattening the curve. Didn't we do that a while ago? So what's it about now eradicating the virus? And when's that going to happen? And what would be a manageable number of people getting the virus on a given day if that virus is only making people sick and almost never sending people to the hospital or causing them to die? Where are the 96 people who got the virus yesterday, by the way? How sick are they? Are they sick enough and in enough danger that 1.2 million people should have their lives disrupted or their businesses destroyed? Just asking. Well, Dr. Cyril Wecht uh, wrote an op-ed in the Post-Gazette back in May uh, in which he said that the reaction to COVID-19 was, this is what he wrote, at, this is the headline, absolutely destroying, destroying our civilization. We had him on the show last month, too, and he said basically the same thing. When we come back from this break, he will be here to tell us if he has changed his mind since then. I have a feeling he's going to say no. We'll find out. Stick around.
0: The people in this movie share three things in common. They're courageous. They've had a life-changing experience. And they are black American conservatives. These are the voices of the movie, Uncle Tom.
3: I don't remember the actual day, but I remember the emotion that I felt when it it happened.
4: I'm often asked, was there an epiphany? I started asking questions. As
5: I became more politically aware.
1: A lot of... The way that I saw things began to change.
3: All of this information I've been taking in for several years. A continuation of these kind of contradictions. I had bought into all of these lies. You begin to see what the real agenda is.
0: This is the movie the leftist Democrats do not want you to see. These are the people they do not want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Their courage will challenge you. Go to UncleTom.com. Buy it now on pay-per-view. UncleTom.com. Do you have the courage to discover the truth?
1: Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel.
5: We're Diamond and Silk and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty To share property, she was living the American nightmare. So for us, the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world and how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us. And you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising.
4: Uprising by Diamond and Silk. Coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold.
6: This is Rhett Rasmussen, president of BestHotGrill.com. We've proudly advertised on the Salem Radio Network since 2014 and you've likely heard about our hot, fast solar Infrared Grills, realistic fireplace gas log sets, contemporary fireballs, and stylish Bromic patio heaters. For those who can purchase now, we are offering, for a limited time, a 15% discount and free shipping at our online. Online store, which you may access through besthotgrill.com using coupon code STRONG. That's STRONG during checkout. But if you can't buy now, I have a special offer just for our valued Salem radio listeners who contact us for a quote by April 30. I will lock in the prices, the 15% discount, and free shipping until the end of this year so you can purchase when you are ready. Contact us for a quote by April 30, and you have until December 31, 2020 to pull the trigger. So go to Best Hot That's besthotgrill.com to buy now with code STRONG or contact us for a locked-in quote. Besthotgrill.com.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, as of yesterday afternoon, Allegheny County uh, has decided that effective tomorrow, you will no longer be allowed to consume alcohol in a bar or a restaurant. When they made the announcement yesterday, uh, it was because of 96 new cases, I believe, And that would be out of 1.2 million people who live in Allegheny County. Is this an overreaction? Has it all been an overreaction for the last three months or so? Dr. Cyril Wecht, who needs no introduction, seems to think so. He joins us now. Dr. Wecht, thanks for being here.
7: John, nice talking to you and uh, with your listeners.
2: (laughs) So about about six weeks ago, you wrote in an op-ed for the Post-Gazette, that uh, we are, at, this is the headline, we are absolutely destroying our society, our civilization. Um, just, got, I have to ask you, has anything happened to change your mind since we talked to you last?
7: No, no, um, not really. Uh, we're going to see these ups and downs, uh, John. It's going to continue for a while. The point that I attempted to make in that May 14th op-ed piece of the post that followed up by their Sunday interview with me on May 17th was that, yes, um, we need to concentrate um, with precautionary measures for the groups, the people who need it, the elderly, the disabled, people with chronic vascular, uh, cardiac, respiratory, renal, hepatic diseases, people who are obese, diabetic, and so on, number one. Number two, uh, individuals can choose for themselves then what they wish to do, Don't go here. Don't go there. Wear a mask or a cap. Uh, That's up to them. The point that I made and I continue to make is that the overall sequestration, the total quarantining, um, this is uncalled for in society cannot continue to last what you can think of immediately i'm sure you and every one of your listeners as i can immediately of six to twelve things that have happened in your own respective families that have been um, sometimes significant a graduation a wedding a a a celebration of some kind a trip a vacation uh, etc all of which have gone down the drain and uh, College students now are waiting to hear from their respective schools about going back to school. And let me use that as an example. These are young people. And I talked just a week ago with the chancellor of the University of North Carolina, who's from H.O., Pennsylvania. He was up here visiting with uh, my uh, son-in-law and daughter and childhood friends, uh, Kevin Guskowitz. They're coming back to school, University of North Carolina, with appropriate distancing at Duquesne University and they're doing the same thing. So you can do those things and certainly with regard to students who live on campus, uh, do that, but not to allow students to come back to school uh, with uh, some reasonable precautionary measures I think is totally absurd. And then the entire world of athletics and look in the area of law, uh, what has happened with the legal processes, jury trials. Look in the world of medicine, it went on for months and months. People could not get elective surgery. How do you know sometimes what is elective, uh, i.e., what is benign and what is malignant? And then domestically, the price has been paid by women and children uh, with uh, horrible husbands uh, and sometimes uh, horrible mothers and wives in, the, in, the, in their totally quarantined quarters. Think what that has been like. And then uh, financially, it's been the, the room. Through nation of so many people that uh, I've told uh, I've read 25 to 50 percent of restaurants will not reopen major companies have gone bankrupt uh, major companies uh, and w- we don't know yet
8: what was, what was, what was going to happen
7: so John uh, the point I'm making is that the the, the mass brigade and I say that uh, in a kind of a quasi jocular fashion uh, fine wear your mask uh, caps and gowns and boots. Fine, do your thing. Don't go out to the house. You don't want to. Don't meet with anybody. Don't hug your own children, and your dying grandmother. That's up to you. But don't, please, don't tell me what to do. And don't tell me, as a frontal pathologist, that you are, quote, saving lives, unquote. Because, John, I have seen destroyed lives, increased suicides, drug abuse. And then I have countless stories of people that I know, of stories that I know to be true, and so on of lives that have been ruined, and, and of course, the millions and millions of others that we know nothing about. And how about the, what is it, about 50 million people that have applied for unemployment benefit? Where are they getting their money to eat? Who's putting food on the table? So when you talk about destroying lives, there are various ways in which a life can be destroyed. And the point I'm making is you cannot continue this across the board without any kind of rational focusing uh, much longer i i i don't know what's going to happen but it's 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 a horror story
2: yeah and everything you said uh dr weck there everybody who's listening has lived it in one way or another you know everything you pointed out and every day not every day now but it was for every day for a while but we constantly hear from people we're supposed to whose whose opinion we're supposed to respect because they are doctors and they know more about this stuff than we uh uh, n- non doctors do. So why? What is it about this disease that would cause doctors and people and health uh, healthcare people to um, inflict this on everybody, knowing that what is that? That exactly what you described has been happening. So why do they keep doing
7: it? Yeah. Well, number one, John, when you talk about doctors and scientists, you get different opinions. If you read, for example, the editorials and the op-ed pieces and other articles in the Wall Street Journal, and then read New York Times, you think you're in two different worlds, okay? Um, There was a lengthy interview published in the Post-Gazette just the other day from a top Israeli scientist, too, pointing out the mortality rate is as low as uh, 2 in in 10,000, and it could be uh, even uh, lower and um, so uh, we've had yes in our lifetimes I am older than you uh, but I can remember well uh, tuberculosis and polio which I dealt with as a student as a citizen and then as a doctor as a student medical student and as a pathologist doing autopsies and dealing with these people and then we went through HIV AIDS and we went through Ebola and Zika and we went through um, the influenza and, uh, and we were SARS and MERS, and now you know, this disease is being treated like it is something absolutely incredible. The mortality rate is not high at all, and if you talk about people under the age of 60 who are in good health, the mortality rate is infinitesimal, maybe as low as 0.1 to 0.3. 0.1 to 0.3. Um, and so um, I, I, it's, it's mass hysteria. Really, it is incredible panic. You don't, you, don't, you don't remember things being shut down when those various epidemics that I have referred to mm-hmm. occurred. They weren't shut down. People were cautious. People were careful. But they did things in a sensible, logical, objective manner. This thing is totally out of control. We, <laughs> we got a notice from an organization, I won't tell you, but they do something at our office and they check things with computers and so on and so forth about wanting to come here it's two weeks on the road. And uh, they tell us they conclude by saying that some of their people um, um, don't have strong immune systems. So they say they're telling me, the customer, that I should wear a mask um, in my office. President Trump and Governor Wolf can't tell me what I'm going to wear in my office. And I'll tell you, I have not worn a mask in my office. And I've been embracing and hugging my wife and my kids for months, let alone weeks. And we've been having our family Sunday dinners for two months. Uh, uh, So everybody decide for themselves. The point I'm making, John, is do not tell me how to live. You live the way you want to. You want to wear a mask. You don't want to see your relatives. You don't want to visit with your kids and your grandchildren. Fine. I'm not telling you not to do that. But don't tell me that I have to walk around, can't go here, can't go there, and you talk about alcohol and you talk about doctors. Uh, Again, it depends on whom you're talking to. And with alcohol, I don't understand. I I don't drink alcohol, so I don't give a damn. (laughs) That's not the point. I don't either, no. All all of a sudden, you you can't get alcohol, but you can still get all kinds of other things, uh, too. Uh, This is... It, 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 I'm telling you, you' back and look at it objectively. It, it's it's absurd. It's asinine.
2: Well, so so here's the thing, though, Doctor Weck. They, uh, they they don't they don't just tell me that I have to wear a mask uh, for my own health. They tell me that I now the new lo- the new rule that just came out yesterday is that when you go into a restaurant, uh, you have to have the mask on to enter. You have to wear the mask as you sit at your table, and you can't take the mask off until your food arrives. Now, uh, you're laughing. And, that, and See, that's what I'm doing, but well, I'm not I've a doctor. You are. A- you're laughing at this.
7: Well, I've so, been in several restaurants. That's why I'm laughing. I know about yeah. wearing a mask to get in and go to your table. I hadn't heard that you're supposed to keep the mask oh, off yeah. until the food is
2: served. Really? Literally, oh yeah, in oh, yeah. It's, the in the, it's right in the thing from the Allegheny County Health Department. It's right I there. See, to, How about
7: between bites, John? How about between bites? No, they haven't right said right that yet. Now? That that might be coming <laughs> next. But see, so you're,
2: but Doctor Weck, you you're, you you've been around this business for a few years, this medicine business, and you yeah, know this. Yeah. Uh, they're they're torturing people. They're making, yes, they, and yes, not only are. that. Listen, I know I know two people who own restaurants, both of which are also bars. And uh, they shut down as of today oh, yeah. because they can't sell alcohol so, yeah. and they, they don't That's make right. enough money to, that they can't. So they're not just it. not just a, a little rule. It's affecting people.
7: Yeah. And the ones who don't own their own property who have to pay rent and so on. These are the people that will probably not reopen, probably yeah. not reopen. Unbelievable. Well, I won't repeat what I've said. Yes, I've dealt with all of these things in different capacities including autopsies. I did a COVID autopsy uh, just last week. Um, my people ground up and I did, and we took care and we wiped everything down and so on. I, I, I'm just saying that uh, I, you know, life goes on and you have to deal with it the way you want to, but do not come on like gangbusters pounding your chest and saying, we are saving lives. No, my friend, you are destroying lives a lot more lives are being destroyed than lives will have been saved with that kind of continuing policy. And some people so are talking I, about this going on for one and two and three years. Unbelievable.
2: So if I um, go to a restaurant uh, tonight in Allegheny County, fortunately I, I live in Washington County. I won't be going to any as long as this rules in effect. But um, if I go to a restaurant in Allegheny County, what what? how much – <laughs> Am I contributing to the safety of everybody there by by keeping my mask on at my table in the restaurant? Is it making any difference
7: whatsoever? No, it's not making any difference except to you, increasing discomfort and the lack of enjoyment of dining with your, your wife, your, your 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 friends, your children, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, that that's that's what it's contributing to, John. It is not saving anybody. It is not so. You, you have appropriate distancing. I've been to let's see four or five different restaurants in the past couple of weeks and so on, and they have removed tables in between. Um, and there's no problem and people are sitting and relaxing and enjoying themselves. Yes, we did wear the mask that they go in. Um, and I'll show you how farcical it is, once or twice, not deliberately, that we wound up, my wife and I having only one mask. So either I went in, <laughs> And or she went in and sent the mask back with the waiter, while uh, while well, well, the other one stood outside, put on the mask and walked in. Um, I mean, it's just it's 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 absurd. It's 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 you know, if you saw this uh, in a kind of a uh, kind of a spoof movie, or you read it in, in a work of of comedy, uh, you you you, you it's might Money think python. that the yeah yeah you're, you're Mbally, yeah you're a body yeah python. You might think that the the uh, director. Um, producer or the uh, author of the book have gone a little too far.
2: Yeah, I have only a little bit of time left here, and I'm up against the hard break, so when i got to go, i got to go, yeah. but okay. I want to make okay. sure I get this question in. Would it be all that terrible uh, if the government's just let the virus run its course and lots of people got sick, you know, with was, was just yeah. normal flu symptoms or even milder? Would it just be better yeah. to let it go? Well,
7: that's what I would do. At this point in time, it's called herd immunity herd immunity, and they did that in Sweden, and they've done that in a few other places. At this point in time, this thing having started, we believe now, back in December of last year, and now we're in the seventh, going into the eighth month, my answer to your question is, I would let it go, again, exercising precautionary measures for the people who are more susceptible, but otherwise, just let it go and stop with these nonsensical restrictions across the board. Yes, that is what I would do
2: i got about a minute and a half left. How could the people uh, in Allegheny County who are in real danger be protected without disrupting the lives of uh, 1.2 million people who are not in danger?
7: Well, uh, how to be protected? Again, I, I don't know what to tell you. If, if if you are in good health and you're not an elderly person, then I don't think you've got a problem. Um, but, you know, John, I, I see. I, I, I live in Squirrel Hill, go into town. By the shunley golf course and i see people walking in open air and they're wearing masks uh talking the other day <laughs> no. at the autopsy one of the state troopers talked about somebody driving in his own car wearing a mask yeah, so what do you mean yeah. I, you know how, how do you protect yourself how do you protect others are you protecting yourself and others by walking there in shunley park when my kids uh, have dogs they go to dog, uh, places where dogs run loose and people are out there in the open woods and they're wearing masks Think about it. The, the people don't understand the coronavirus, John. It, it comes out in droplets. People spitting and hugging uh, and and uh, right on you. It does not. It's not out there in the air. Those cute little red balls with the spicules are not out there in the air waiting to attack you. Wake up, folks. Wake up. They're not out there in the air. You don't need your mask uh, when you're he- walking.
2: Dr. Wecht, always good to have you on. I hope I hope John, I don't sorry, have to have you on again in three months to re- recover all this, but thanks a lot. I appreciate um, it.
7: Okay, John, nice to be with you. Have a good week.
2: Bye-bye. Okay, that's Dr. Cyril Wecht, and boy, am I glad we had him on just to tell you what a joke all this is. We'll be right back.
3: For SRN News, I'm John Scott. Mayor Bill de Blasio says he's proposing slashing the New York City police budget by $1 billion. De Blasio said the department had found ways to fund the cuts from its current $6 billion budget that would open up more funding for youth and other community programs. There was no immediate comment from the NYPD. A 16-year-old boy killed a younger teen was wounded before dawn in what is being called Seattle's Occupied Protest Zone. Today's shooting was the second deadly shooting in that area. The Supreme Court invalidated a Louisiana abortion law, that law requiring abortion doctors to obtain hospital-admitting privileges. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street, clawing back half of their losses from last week. Among big-name companies, Boeing and Apple did especially well. The Dow picked up 580 points today, the Nasdaq ahead 116. This is SRN News. As the
4: will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to Rescue Jewish people, told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, "Return to the Hiding Place" is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. "Return to the Hiding Place," starring John Reese Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save twenty percent with the promo code Movie. "Return to the Hiding Place" at SalemNow.com promo code Movie. Due to historical content might not be suitable for younger audiences. Dan Proft refreshes the media's memory. Most Americans are sympathetic to the plight of children brought here by their
1: parents illegally through no fault of their own. I know this requires a little bit of institutional memory that the press corps does not possess. The truth is that President Trump proposed a compromise on this very issue and the Democrats didn't go for it because they'd rather have the Dreamers as a mascot than do something to advance the Dreamers' actual interests. The
0: Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 at AM 1250 the answer the people in this movie share three things in common they're courageous they've had a life-changing experience and they're black american conservatives these are the voices of the movie uncle tom
3: i don't remember the actual day but i remember the emotion that i felt when it when it happened
4: I'm often asked, was there an epiphany? I started asking questions. As I became
5: more politically
3: aware.
1: A lot of the way that I saw things began to change.
5: All
3: this information I've been taking in for several years. A continuation of these kind of contradictions. I had bought into all of these lies. You begin to see what the real agenda is.
0: This is the movie the leftist Democrats do not want you to see. These are the people they do not want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Your courage will challenge you. Go to UncleTom.com. Buy it now on pay-per-view. UncleTom.com. Do you have the courage to discover the truth?
1: greater pittsburgh plumbing heating and cooling at greater
0: plumbing.com am twelve fifty and fm 92.5 the answer pgp pittsburgh a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com stuck in traffic we've got the answer
5: Hanging on to some Parkway delays on the outbound Parkway East, five-minute back up Eight Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Off-ramp to Monroeville remains shut down for construction as well. Inbound past edgewood Vale to the tunnel, that's also about a five-minute delay. Looking okay for the moment along the Parkway West, VA Turnpike, construction on the eastbound side between Beaver Valley and Cranberry. right Lane is closed. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
1: Tonight, clear with a low 63. Tomorrow, an abundant amount of sun with a high 86. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of 63. Plenty of sunshine for Wednesday with a high of 85. Thursday, partly sunny skies with a high of 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, are you woke? Uh, Do you want to be woke? Do you need to be woke? I think I'm awake enough, but you never know. Uh, Charles Love is a senior contributor at City Journal. He's black, and he says white wokeness is the new factor in our national life. And uh, Charles joins us now. Thanks for being here, Charles.
8: Thanks for having me, John.
2: So what made you believe that uh, white wokeness is the new factor in American life? Because I want to make sure I'm woke enough, if that's the case.
8: I'll, I'll go back to sleep, right. Well, you look at the uh, news and see what's going on. You know, something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. And then I'm thinking, well, all these people are saying that they care, right? Companies are giving away the store. Nike's going to mm-hmm. give all their white employees a day off and pay them. And, and you know, what, what's the... The, the the catalyst for this, right? Why now, right?
3: And, and I mm-hmm. thought
8: about it, and I realized what people were saying, and it's the white wokeness, right? It's a bunch of, you know, suburban, middle middle class, middle-aged white women who are saying, I know what the black experience is like, and I want to help. Now Now, now keep in mind, I don't have a problem with people wanting to help. The issue right. is, they have a distorted view of what they think black life is like, and it's scary when I hear them talk. You know, they assume that we're all gun-toting, uh, uneducated, violent people, and so somebody's got to help these people out.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so there's a good amount of stereotyping required for, for a, a white person to be woke?
8: Apparently. You have to know no one black, not talk to them, not find out what their experience is like, but at the same time, know what they need and be, you know, adamant about going out and giving it to them.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. You write about the fact that, you know, most white people uh, don't have a lot of black friends. um, And that's not a, you know, that's just kind of the way things happen. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. a white guy. I grew up as a white kid in the, you know, the white suburbs of Pittsburgh. Had no black mm-hmm. kids in in school with me through all the way through high school, and uh, went to a small college. And there were two black kids in the dorm that I got to know. They were the first black kids that I really ever, you know, uh, had any kind of a a relationship with. And um, and so there are lots of people like me out there who have gotten this cons- this this uh, per- perception. Of what it's like to be black, and they, as you say, it's it not in John? any way for personal experience. It,
8: that that is really the, yeah. the core of the problem, right? We all watch the right. news. So let's say you take a guy like you. You know, you don't have any animus against anybody, right? So you just live in your life. You're 25 right. years old, you, and you know, I don't know any black people. I wonder what it's like. So you turn on the news, and every black person you see is going to jail, right? Or you see black right. people, for instance, saying we're being hunted down. You see millionaires like LeBron saying we're being hunted down. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to turn off the news. Too depressing. I'm going to watch a movie. And in every movie you see with a black character, either has a middle-class black who's doing well, yet he can't escape the police who's, who's uh, profiling him, or they're all mm-hmm. drug dealers, criminals, or, you know, the, I talk about the blind side. Great, it's inspiring story, right? He was homeless when we took him in and helped him. He became the NFL star. But if that's all you, for us, it's like, cool, that's a nice story about a guy. So that white guy, 25 years old, who's never known anybody black, if this is the only story that he sees, he's like, well, all of them must live like that. I asked a friend of mine, you know, what percentage of what blacks do you think live in poverty? And they said, "Uh, I'm going to guess 50 to 60. Most of my friends would guess 80%. I said, the number's 20, Mm -hmm. and for whites, it's 8.
2: Yeah, yeah, most white people would never guess 20. I I know, to be honest with you, I I, would have said maybe 40. I would have never guessed twenty, and uh, right, and it's not uh,
8: racist, but it's basis if that's what you believe, it dictates the way right. you look and the way you think about them.
2: Well, and if and from just in the, in pop culture, the way uh, uh, black entertainers are p- uh, portrayed, or the or the image that they uh, overtly uh, try to portray, um, and and the the lyrics to rap songs, and all those things that go with the black culture. Uh, Why wouldn't a white person who had no real experience with um, uh, black friends or, you know, having gone to school with black kids, why wouldn't Mm -hmm. that person think that that's what that's who black people are, the people they see on TV? You know, uh, why why would so why wouldn't would they be racist for for uh, developing that perception?
8: No, I mean, they would be wrong. It's not necessarily racist, yeah. but it would be wrong. But again, like you said, right. I look for solutions, and it's not their fault. It's because that's what we're feeding them. What they don't see is the backstory. What they don't see is some of those people are just making those stories up. But even the ones who are living their life, if you sat down and had a candid conversation with them, they're like, I want to get out of that life. I'm just, expl- you know, kind of telling the story of what I saw, but I'm not condoning it. I want out of it. And, and, and the problem is people like Jay Z is when they get to a certain point that they're celebrities and they make a lot of money, they don't live in that life anymore. They don't live anything like that, but they still make their money by speaking that way, which again, creates a vicious cycle of this stuff over and over again. But no, they're not racist. The problem I have with the white wokeness is that they don't do the second part. So let's say a large percentage of white people have that background, so they don't know any better. That's fine. Then you shut your mouth and you learn if you don't know any better. The problem is these people have got decided to take their sides and take it to the street and demand stuff on behalf of others.
2: Right. Um, and, that's, and the, so, that's where
8: the problem comes in.
2: So white people are trying a little too hard to show how concerned they are about the plight of black people.
8: And then they get and, with, and they're get doing no it out ignorance. of ignorance. For instance, Nikes uh, you know, feel-good move of the with the Juneteenth, we all know where that ends in two years. Well, first of all, you're not giving the money to black people because most of your employees are white, so when you pay them for the day off, you're paying white people to, to show how much you care about black people. But then what are they going to do? It's going to mm-hmm. turn into single the mile for, for, for black people. So you're going to have a bunch of white people, you know, I don't know, eating soul food and hanging out saying, hey, this is fun time. Just like, just like you get single the mile where people just go out and drink and Mexicans don't celebrate. We're,
2: we're talking so to, to Charles, Charles he Love. He just... <laughs> he's a he's a, he's a senior contributor at City Journal. You can see his piece at city-journal.org uh, about white wokeness uh, being the, the new factor in our national life. Um, so you say that woke whites aren't saying that black lives matter. They're saying that, this is what you wrote, uh, that they're not saying that black lives matter. They're saying that it's up to them to make black lives matter. Would their feelings be hurt if you told them that?
8: Uh, you know, surprisingly... Some, yes, but some of them get what I say. I talk to some, you know, if you, you, you're on the extreme and you're just vicious and foaming at the mountain, you won't listen. But when I talk to people and I say, well, what would you think if I said this, right? They're like, yeah, I see right. what you're saying. So, you know, or when I say, look how low the percentages really are, what you're saying is black life is sad, black life is violent, black life is horrible, black people are uneducated and it's bad and I want to help. It's the, the I want to help part is good, but the fact that you think most of us live like that, not a here's the worst part, I got to tell you, John. It's not even that, that is bad, as bad as it is. It's that a lot of, I'm finding that a lot of middle-class black people who, who know better and don't live that life have been seeing these visuals for so long that it's seeping into their psyche. So I, so you you, you might find one, you might know one, but it shocked shock you. Go out and ask your middle-class black friend if you want. You'll find somebody in their fifties that's successful and you ask them are blacks being oppressed. They'll say yes. And then they'll, the, in the same breath, saying, well, I, I'm going to be out next week because I'm going to my second home in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They, they yeah. don't have, they, they, they got an MBA from Harvard. They're doing well. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't be dis- discriminated against, but there's a far cry between getting pulled over because you're in a certain neighborhood and somebody says, I just don't think you should be here. Let me check, which is wrong. But it's a far cry from that and being shot or being pulled over all the time or being harassed by the police or not being able to shop. That's not the life they're living. Like they see it on the TV, so they're like, "Look, that must be how some black people must be living. Not me, not anybody in my circle. But it must be true, or they wouldn't keep making movies about it."
2: Yeah, and and um, if, if if a kid uh, and and it, the thing the thing I think that it contributes to it, and you let me know if you agree with this. Uh, you have white um, liberals, Democrats, constantly going on television saying how terrible life is for black people and how they don't have a chance and we need to do this, and we need to do that, what kind of effect does that have on a black kid who, you know, uh, is trying to uh, do well in school and wants to wants to succeed and he's constantly being told that his life is miserable and it's, it's you know, almost impossible to succeed?
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely agree with you, but let me completely square that circle for you. So you're a poor black kid. You're 19 years old. You're living, you are living in a bad area. Lots of crime. Yeah. You're trying to do well. You're trying to avoid the gangs. Right? You look up to those celebrities like, one day I'm going to get out of this. I'm trying hard. And then LeBron gets on TV with his $100 million, and he says he's being hunted every day, and white people don't like him. Right. He thinks he's doing better, but don't you think at that, as you, that 19-year-old black kid, is going to say, well, I was trying hard. I thought, hopefully, I'll get a shot to make it out. But if this guy, with all his success and all his fame, saying he's afraid to go out the house like Gary Clark Jr., then what hope is there for me? So technically, you're trying to help, but really, you're crushing hope of those kids that are looking up to you by telling them that your life is so miserable. Nobody in their right mind thinks LeBron James' life is all that miserable. Right. Nobody's and, uh, and, hunting him. And I can guarantee you he didn't move out of his neighborhood in Akron to an all black affluent neighborhood when he got money. Because they exist, by the way. But he didn't. I'm sure his neighbors aren't black.
2: Well, and as a as a white guy, when I see and as a guy who a white guy in the media, uh and mm-hmm. I do a lot of sports too. I did sports for thirty years here in Pittsburgh, but um when I see a guy say that that we're being hunted in the streets, um my reaction is uh, that's just not, it's just, it's, that's hysteria. That's just not true. I have, I'm accused of being a racist for not agreeing with All
8: right. him. All right. Uh, but, so, well, you know, I did attack, too because my question, and it's nothing against those who do need help and those who are being discriminated against, yeah. but you have to look at those situations individually. But to say as a class and as a group and as a race, we're all hunted. If LeBron was to say that to me, I would say, well, why are you so hard to find? They must be really bad at it. <laughs> I would say the jail should be empty is one of the lines I tell them. And they say, why? I say, well, if all the whites have privilege so they can get, get off whenever they, when they, whenever they break the law and all the blacks are getting shot on the way to jail, there should be no one in the jail. But well, we all know that's not true.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: No one's you th- hunting you. You're easy to find.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you think about the um, emphasis, especially in the last couple of months, last month really, uh, on the past and statues and those kinds of things?
8: How oh, uh, wow. Counterproductive well, or, or no? piece on the Declaration of Independence. Well, I think that it is misguided. Uh, I think it's a bunch of people who don't know history, which is why some of the people they're attacking are abolitionists. Mm-hmm. I think that um, it's wasted energy. So, even if I, mm-hmm. you know, I like to give give the left their argument because I think their, their views are so flawed, I can win that way. I don't need to call them names. What I say is, you're right. Blacks are being hunted down. There is systemic racism in this country. But you think the solution is not skills, it's not, you know, mentorship, it's not violence prevention, it's not better income. It's tearing down a statue of a guy who's dead and throwing bricks at people or attacking the police. In New York, here, a couple of days ago, the shootings have gone up there. They were in investigating the shooting, the police in Harlem. And when the police showed up to investigate, 500 people were standing in the street and they were throwing bottles at them saying, go away. We don't want you here. How exactly is that going to end systemic racism? And then I and, wait.
2: And, it, and it, if there's a stereotype, it feeds it. Yep. it, it,
8: yep. it, it yeah. So, for the white racists, you know, see? told you they were racists. Because you yeah. got to keep in mind, in my piece, because black people try to say, hear me speak and take part of it and say, see, I'm one of those people who put other black people down. My piece says the opposite, opposite right? It specifically says blacks commit uh, a higher percentage of, of uh, violent crimes by race if you compare it to whites. But overall, it's a very small percentage of blacks within the, within the whole race, right? So you're talking mm-hmm. about less than 1% of blacks commit violent crime. So why are we going around thinking people about it? The the bottom line should be that very few people, period, black or white commit violent crime. That should be the angle we should look at So if I'm saying to the white person, don't say that we're all violent because very few of us are. Don't say we're not educated because very few of us are uneducated. Right. And don't Mm -hmm. say that we're all poor because a higher number than white, higher than it should be. Let's all get together and and bring it down, bring that number down. But 20% is not a majority. What kind of math are you doing? 20% of poverty is not majority. Most of us are not poor.
2: You say that a sleeping giant has been awakened in white America. It sounds to me like you're saying it's not a good giant. It might be a bad giant.
8: (laughs) I'm saying it's bad. and it I'm saying, but most of the people honestly aren't political, so they have good intentions. So the key is that we need to redirect them. Right, Because I've had people like, I just think, I just want to help. What should I do? And I said, I wrote a whole piece about it. Don't give the money to Black Lives Matter. And I laid out why. So I'm like, here, you want to help? I can't tell you because you live in a different neighborhood. We all live in different areas. Go to your local neighborhood and find a charity that's doing good. They're out there. They're helping the homeless. They're helping poor. They're helping single mothers. They're helping their food banks. There's a way you can help the black community without giving it to uh, 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 an organization whose uh, leaders say they're openly Marxist. Who say they want to uh, disband the nuclear family, which is part of the problem in the black community, yep. and who focus on whose main focus to help black people is to get rid of Donald Trump. Now, I don't care what your politics are. Get rid of Donald Trump if you're a uh, Democrat, but don't bring to me uh, uh, an organization, and on the face say it's about helping black people, and say no, really, we just want to push Marxist ideals and get rid of Trump.
2: Yeah, I, I have about a minute and a half left here, maybe less, and I, uh, so I'm up against a break. But uh, your last sentence and your piece I know is going to hurt some feelings. Uh, this is what you write. With their views of blacks as wounded and perpetually oppressed, woke whites would do more good by doing nothing. That's really going to hurt, like, Nancy Pelosi's feelings, uh, Charles.
8: <laughs> yeah, doing nothing is better than doing bad. It's like the people who, who talked about Obama and his change, his hope and change. You know, most of the people on the right got it. People on the left loved them and didn't care. But now they're coming back and they're lamenting what they didn't get. But, but the issue is all change isn't good, right? If you only got $50 and you're looking at a guy with a $1,000 saying, I, I need change, and I come and I take your 50. That's a you I changed your stature. It didn't improve. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, maybe for many of them, they, they, some of them can be redirected, but if they really think, I know what blacks mean, and, I, you know, Julianne Moore, as I talk about, are those uh, celebrities in that take responsibility at, if that's what you believe, then, yes, do nothing. You'd be, we'd all be better off.
2: Hey, Charles, great piece today in the City Journal. Uh, that's city-journal.org to read the whole piece. It's really good. Uh, and uh, Charles Love is his name. We'd like to have you on again. So I'll be watching for your stuff. It's really good. I appreciate it.
8: I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. That's
2: Charles Love. And uh, check him out. City-journal.org. We'll be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows or Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows or Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the Industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company that's Windows or Us Pittsburgh.com. Windows or Us Pittsburgh.com.
1: Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public, while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com, keyword Israel, to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com, keyword Israel.
2: Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health related. Anything. Copays and deductibles. Any prescription. Even elective procedures. Marley's new Turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out of pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account that's 784-884-1496 marley financial the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. you all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today now mike lindell the inventor and ceo of my pillow wants to give back to our listeners you can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima My Pillows, My Pillow towels, Roll and Go Anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a twenty-five dollar gift card. Just go to mypillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call eight hundred-seven one six-eight oh eight seven. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country.
0: You're listening to the John watch Show on AM twelve fifty. The answer.
2: Now well, today is one of those days I like doing the show. I like talking to interesting people. I try to find people. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, uh, you know that uh, we don't take phone calls, very rarely anyway. Uh, I haven't taken them at all since I have to be out here in Washington County uh, doing the show from my house. But uh, uh, I'm not interested really in taking calls very often, but um, I like to talk to interesting people. And they don't get much more interesting than Dr. Cyril Wecht. And also Charles Love, who, uh, a black man who wrote a piece, uh, the last sentence of which he basically says that uh, white people would be doing a lot better for blacks if they did less or did nothing than what they're trying to do now. Um, I like people who nah, don't necessarily go with the conventional wisdom, and we had two of them today. Dr. Wecht laughed when I he had not heard that they had instituted this new rule that requires uh, people to s- uh, wear the mask in the restaurant while they're sitting at the table waiting for the food to come, as opposed to just wearing it when you walk into the restaurant, which is just as dumb, but uh, at least it was somewhat tolerable. And then uh, he he basically said what's going on now. He called it mass hysteria. I've been going back and forth a lot with people on Twitter. You can find me uh, on Twitter, by the way, at Steiger World. um, uh, They think that I'm being a bad person by questioning all this. So I'm I'm going to go with what Dr. Cyril Wecht told me. I, I don't know. He's a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, so he, it's not a political thing for him. He wouldn't be making these criticisms because he's a Republican and he wants to make the Democrats look bad. Uh, he's a pretty smart guy. I'm going to go with Dr. Wecht on this, if you don't mind. Mass hysteria. Stay he's safe.
0: is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.